Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslong. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, John. Hey, Kate. So today, we're discussing fair housing and the therapeutic relationship, Mm -hmm. which made me think, as we were just talking before this started, about our relationship. Uh, We're going to DTR on live in front of all these people (laughs) right now. John and I went to law school together. That's right. And have known each other for about 10 years. In fact, our 10-year friendiversary is coming up this fall. Yep. Important. And if you had asked me way back in 08, if I thought that 10 years later, John and I would be recording a podcast at work together, I probably would have been like, no, I just met the guy. Why are you asking me that? That's weird. I actually wrote in my diary, today I met Kate, we're going to record a podcast together someday. It seemed weird at the time, but now, look where we are. (laughs) Dreams can come true. That they can. Thank you, disembodied voice. (laughs) Wish granted, John Haley. (laughs) So, beyond you being psychic, which we've just learned... Shall we delve into fair housing and the therapeutic relationship? Yeah, sure. We might as well. So as Kate said, we're going to talk about fair housing and therapeutic relationship, but uh, specifically assistance animals and what kind of verification you can request from the tenant who's requesting a reasonable accommodation. This became a hot topic after the Virginia General Assembly passed assistance animal legislation back in 2017. And the Virginia Fair Housing and Real Estate Boards issued a guidance document on the issue as well. So we thought, meh, probably a good idea to go ahead and revisit that topic now. But we will not be going to Hot Topic at all. I, I don't plan on it, no. Is that story even around? I, it, I think it's still a thing, right? Mm. Well, it, hey, listeners, call in. <laughs> this is not a live show, so you can't call in. But le- leave a comment and let us know if Hot Topic is still open. So, Editor's <laughs> note, Kate's Hot Topic story will be included on the Best of Caveat Realtor 2018 Christmas edition, <laughs> um, available on our website in November. Thank you. Stay tuned for that, guys. So uh, this is really probably one of the most common questions we get on the hotline, to be honest. What kind of proof can I, as a landlord or property manager, ask for when a tenant applicant is requesting an assistance animal? So a lot of times we see landlords asking for some kind of animal training or certification. Bad move. That's not a good move because in Virginia, a training program or certificate is not required for an animal to be considered an assistance animal. Our state definition of an assistance animal is broader than that of a service animal, meaning that a training certificate or program is not required for an animal to function as an assistance animal. So the animal doesn't necessarily need to have gone through a special training or certification program like, for example, seeing eye dog. That's correct. And the guidance document confirms this and states that training is not required for assistance animals. So housing providers need to look somewhere else to get their verification. So, question, how can a landlord or property manager really know that the tenant needs this assistance animal and they aren't just trying to play the system and have a pet when there's a no pet policy? According to the Fair Housing and the Real Estate Boards, A housing provider facing this question should first look for supplemental credible confirmation of the applicant's underlying disability. This is, of course, only the case where the applicant's disability is not obvious. 
so for example if the tenant applicant is in a wheelchair you shouldn't be asking for proof that he or she is disabled or if you can tell that he or she is obviously has a vision impairment you shouldn't be asking for proof of that disability absolutely if it's an obvious disability you shouldn't ask for any further proof um, in that case the tenant's disability and the need for an assistance animal would not need any further verification but in the situation where the tenant's disability is not obvious, the landlord can request reliable disability-related information that establishes the person meets the legal definition of disability under fair housing law, describes the need accommodation, in this case, the assistance animal, and describes how the animal is related to and will help ameliorate or make mm -hmm. better. And yeah, I like that. That's an SAT that word right there. That is a big SAT word. That is an SAT You're word. You're so smart. Thanks. I didn't write it, but thank you. We're not all geniuses here. Uh, so <laughs> it needs to be able to show how the assistance animal will ameliorate or remedy the effects of the disability. So to be clear, you are not receiving the tenant's medical records or even what the specific diagnosis is, just documentation that they meet the legal definition of disabled under fair housing law. Yeah, you don't want to do anything with the tenant's medical records. You should be receiving only the information that shows they meet that legal definition. Okay, so who can provide this verification on behalf of the tenant? I think that's really the crux of the issue here. We keep hearing about these websites that enable anyone to answer just a few questions and they will issue documentation verifying the tenant's need for an assistance animal without ever treating or even seeing the patient. Well, according to HUD, the DOJ, Virginia Fair Housing Board, and the VREB, the landlord may request additional information from a reliable third party, quote, in a position to know about the individual's disability. Okay, so how does the housing provider evaluate whether the third party is reliable? That seems like it could be difficult. Yeah, it is a little bit difficult. So the guidance document offers, what else, guidance, and states that a housing provider may ask for disability verification sources to document a therapeutic relationship to evaluate this reliability. So let's expand more on what is actually considered a therapeutic relationship. So the General Assembly defined a therapeutic relationship in their 2017 legislation as the provision of medical care, program care, or personal services in good faith to the person with a disability by a mental health service provider as defined in the law, an individual or entity with a valid, unrestricted state license, certification, or registration to service persons with disabilities, a person from a peer support group or similar group that does not charge service recipients a fee or impose any actual or implied financial requirement and who has actual knowledge of the requester's disability, or a caregiver, reliable third party, or government entity with actual knowledge of the requester's disability. That is a lot to process. Let's, let's break it down a little bit. Okay, yeah, we can break it down just a little bit. Uh, so the verification should be from a mental health pr service provider, a licensed or certified individual who serves persons with disabilities, a peer or support group that doesn't charge for services, or a caregiver or governmental entity. Any person or facility providing the verification must have actual knowledge of the person's disability. So one important thing to point out is there's not a requirement in there for the person to be licensed or practicing in the state of Virginia. Let's talk about why that's the case. Well, you're correct. That's not a requirement. 
And if we had put that requirement in, in Virginia, it would make it very difficult for people who move here from out of state, uh, including we have a very sizable military population, and military transfers would be particularly tough if you have not even set up or guide, started receiving medical care in Virginia. Um, the thought was that these people could have been receiving years of treatment in another state, but would then be forced to find a treatment professional here and be evaluated before they could make a reasonable accommodation request. And that obviously could be burdensome to some people, so the General Assembly decided to not require a Virginia state license in this, uh, this requirement. I think that makes a lot of sense. And according to the guidance document, housing providers may also request that the person verifying the tenant's request authenticate some or all of the following to help evaluate their actual knowledge of the person's disability. And the list is location and duration of care provided, whether the caregiver is accountable or subject to a regulatory body or professional entity, whether they are trained in any field or specialty related to persons with disabilities, and whether the person is recognized by consumers, peers, or the public as a credible provider of therapeutic care. It's also important to note here that the evaluation of any reasonable accommodation request is a highly fact-specific inquiry, and it's going to require case-by-case consideration. Any attempt to systemize the process with lists of acceptable documentation or a list of unacceptable documentation or a policy that certain entities or persons cannot qualify to verify disability is probably pretty ill-advised. And you as our members also need to be very careful to not have any different standards for verification based on types of disability. For example, having one standard for physical disability and a very different standard for a mental disability. Kate? Let's take it to the legal hotline. Let's take it to the legal hotline. That was beautiful. Thank you. I've been working on that for weeks now. Um, question one. Can I just have a policy that anyone requesting an assistance animal must have verification from a physician, psychiatrist, or other licensed medical provider? So there are a couple of problems with that uh, policy. <laughs> First, you can't, under Virginia law, ask a person with an obvious disability or an obvious disability-related need to prove their disability. You can't ask an obviously blind tenant to prove he is blind and needs to see an eye dog. In addition, guidance has suggested that such a policy would make it more difficult for persons with an otherwise eligible disability to get the needed accommodation if they lack the financial or logistical means to access this type of medical care. And finally, the legal definition of a therapeutic provider states that it would be a, could be a caregiver or peer support group in some situations. Okay, what if there's a delay between when the tenant makes the request and all the verifying documents can be collected and evaluated? Can I just hold the application and wait? So in this situation, it's advisable to grant a temporary exception to any pet policy pending the tenant's submission of the requested documentation. According to the newly released guidance document, this exception may serve to avoid claims of an undue delay in responding or even that you denied a reasonable accommodation request. Next and final question. I received a request from a tenant for a reasonable accommodation to allow her to have an assistance animal. The documentation she provided is obviously from one of those websites that provides formulaic letters for people trying to beat the system. What can I do? So according to the guidance document, which we talk about a lot here because it's pretty helpful. It provides a lot of guidance. It does. It's not just a clever name. Housing providers with reason to believe a verification was obtained online or via telemedicine may question the basic nature of the interaction between the verifier and the applicant, 
including whether they are in compliance with the Virginia Board of Medicine guidance on telemedicine. In Virginia, the Board of Medicine states that practitioners who treat or prescribe Virginia residents through online service sites must possess appropriate licensure in all jurisdictions where patients receive care. So, if the tenant lives in Virginia, but has verification from a website located in Oregon, and the tenant was treated while living in Virginia, that website must be licensed in Virginia. And if you have that, then you can have your assistance animal, or your assistance woof, or whatever you want to have. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab on the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. And remember, the legal hotline questions that you hear come from members like you. So we need your help to add more questions to the hotline, more questions to the podcast. Any question you want to hear on the podcast, please send us a hotline question and we'll put it in there. Thanks. Bye. All of the members of this podcast are woofs. The legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice... of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. Guys, I think reverb is kind of stupid. Reverb. Reverb. Reverb.